welcome to Swap. I always, I always do the same hello, so I'm trying to do something a bit different this time. Oh. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Swapping Joysticks, the greatest podcast in the entire world known to humanity. Um, we also and we talk about video games and other things and, and gay things and streaming things as well. Gay things. I am. We ben talk Os- about gay things. Oh dear! Put your nails away. <laughs> Uh, I am your host with the least biggest Benus, aka well, most my parents call me Ben. Ben Ostwick, and I am joined as always by the one in the Pikachu onesie, Ed Nightingale from Eurogamer. That's Twinkachu to you. Twinkachu, oh wow, that is that's me. Twinkachu, courtesy of Westman. Um, it's bloody cold, so I'm in a onesie. <laughs> I mean, I'm in a jump. It's ju- cold. I'm in a jumper. It's not going to be, uh, you know, cold for much longer with that computer on. True. I mean, I'm also drinking gin with ice, so yeah, that's not helping. Oh, you got ice, but did you? So did you. It's just, it has melted. It has, definitely, yeah. It's just melted, surprisingly. We're enough. having gin today, because fuck it. This podcast is sponsored by gin. One I don't more. even like gin, but I'm drinking gin. Why don't you like gin? Because gin tastes like shit. Um, but this is flavoured gin. This is this is flavoured with pomegranate, cranberries, and lingonberries. Oh. So it's it's fancy flavoured gin. I... And I'm having it with lemonade instead of tonic, because tonic is gross. What? I love tonic. No. Well, I don't like tonic, and I don't like gin. But gin and tonic, get in me. It is the best. That makes no sense. It's like Red Bull. I don't like Red Bull and I don't like vodka. Red Bull and vodka, give me it any time. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Literally makes no sense. Isn't there anything else that isn't there anything that you don't like on its own and then with something it's really nice? Sprite, Helios. Um no, if I don't like something, it ruins it. Like, I don't like baked beans and I like an English breakfast, but I don't want an English breakfast with baked beans. Jinx says that uh, she's the same with G and T as well, so there. Really? Yeah, exactly. It's called uh, alcoholism. So yeah, well, yeah I just, that's also called I'm drinking to get drunk, so I don't care what it is. No, I, I do like a gin and tonic, but I just gin on its own. No, but gin and tonic, it, I don't know, it works. It works together. It's like sweet and sour. You don't just want sweet. You don't just want sour. You want sweet and sour. No. Mm. If it was a flavor tonic, maybe. I don't. I. I just Are you don't a like child? tonic. You don't? Yes, I like fruit juice. <laughs> Jesus, man, you drink whiskey though, so you're weird. I don't. Well, no, I don't. Don't you? I drink a whiskey sour because it takes the taste of the whiskey away. <laughs> I mean, that is that is true. Yeah, whiskey. Well, no, it's the taste of the whiskey, but without the burning sensation that goes with it. So I don't mind that. Mm. No, 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 no. I mean, I don't, exactly. Flink says I don't like raw eggs or flour on their own, but mixed together with some other things, and you get chocolate cake. So there you go. But they're ingredients, not food on their own. So uh, that's what gin is. Gin is just an ingredient. <laughs> it's an ingredient for a nice cocktail. Is gin and is gin and tonic a cocktail? Um, how many ingredients? No, it's a spirit you... and mixer. I oh. feel like you need at least three things for it to be a cocktail. Well, next time, can you scrape a vanilla pod in? Because that goes very well with gin and tonic. Are you buying the vanilla pod? No, that is quite expensive, isn't it? Well, there you go. Just get some vanilla I'll essence. put some vanilla essence in. <laughs> yeah. You can have a drop of that. Oh, from the cake aisle. Also, vanilla makes everything taste good. And that is so, true. So, that's cheating. It's weird, because I used to think as a kid, like, vanilla was just plain. You know, it's like, vanilla was the, like, vanilla flavour was the equivalent of ready salted crisps. But actually, no, gin, you know, sorry, uh, vanilla 
is the best flavour. Vanilla is incredible. Mm. It's like, it's simple, but classy. Yes. Exactly. I like that. Um, but yeah, welcome. We are, uh, yeah, this is Swapping Joysticks, your home of LGBTQIA plus gaming and streaming content. That's it, you're going to slam it right down next to the fact, If we put it there, then it's not going to make a noise every time you put it down. Because right. um, it does echo. But yeah, we're here and we're queer and we're talking. We talk every week about pretty much what we've been up to. Although next week we don't have one, do we? Uh, no. So this is not our last of the year. No. This is our penultimate of the year. Um, it's the last one before Christmas because next week we're seeing family. <laughs> so we will be away. Up um, north. going to be up north this up time. Up north. But yeah, what day is it? Oh, it's the 21st. Yeah, so we will be up north. We will be. Yeah, ho, ho, ho. We will be having a lovely meal cooked by your dad, Mm. served by your Mm mum, and finished by Millie the puppy. Yeah, that'll probably, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. We will be stuffed. It'll be absolutely fantastic. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Yes, next Wednesday we think we're just going to chill, but next Thursday we're going to go to York, hopefully see some carol singers. Oh, God, you want to see a brass band, don't you? I actually saw a brass band. Did you? Yeah, they were playing at uh, London, Bridge, London Bridge Station. No, no. No, they were playing in the centre of Croydon. That's where I heard it. And it wasn't terrible. Oh. I think it was Sally Army, though. So you know. Take some Obnob biscuits with you. Mm, not Karen singers. Carol singers, you <laughs> uncultured swine. <laughs> yeah. Do, do your parents get Carol singers at the door? Like, are there local children that come around and screech and expect money? If it's anybody, it's going to be the Blue Rinse Brigade that come around with the the carol singers. It's not not usually kids. Yeah. Are we allowed to punch them and slam the door in their face? Uh, We'll just hide. Can I judge them for their singing and be like, "Mm, you're a bit flat. Mm. Sorry. Speaking of flat. You weren't good enough for my money. Where's the harmony? Don't go giving me... Just the melody of a carol. I expect four-part harmony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we speaking of terrible singing, we had the uh, school pantomime today. Oh, um, God. Not yeah, a panto. A panto, but it was the school pantomime. So it was, it was students that come to uh, go there, and it was... So obviously English was their you know, second, maybe third language for some of them. Hang on. You're subjecting foreign students to perform in a panto? Yeah, well, it, they took... What kind of fucking school is this? They chose. They chose it. It's only for them from the... from That joined the Panto Club. Or the Drama Club. I absolutely want Pentatonics to show up on my doorstep. Although I have met them before. Have you? Yeah. I went to a meet and greet at one of their concerts. Oh, and did you say... You I've got went a picture with them somewhere. Oh. Is it next to the one with Ed Sheeran? Is it the same place as the Ed Sheeran one? Mm, it was around a similar time, yeah. Oh. And Henry Cavill. And, yeah, that was a good year. I bet. (laughs) I bet. Uh, Yeah, no, well, we went, so they had the pantomime at school, and we all piled in there. And imagine a pantomime. Sorry, I I don't want to interrupt you, but can I just ask, what was the pantomime? What was the story? Cinderella. Interesting. Which, and imagine a pantomime with, okay, they had costumes. Good, they were clothed. So when Cinderella became the princess. Yep. She put on a tan jacket. Yeah. She put on a jacket? She put on a jacket. Because she was going out? Yeah. But was it out-out or was it just out? Well, she took off a ripped kind of tabard. What's the tabard? What's the, what's the, what did the 
the dinner ladies were. Is that a tabard? Well, she took out... That was... It was like, what, Do you mean an apron? No, a tabard. <laughs> you know what a tabard is? A tabard. I don't think you mean a tabard. Tabard. A tabard. Oh, that's fashionable, that one. A tabard. That's not. That is a tabard. Look. If you say so, okay. Is, it's a tabard. Um, but yeah, so... And then put a jacket on, and that made her amazing. Obviously, everybody was swapping gender roles, which I loved. That was the best bit of it. Um, can I pause you for a second and just explain to the Americans in the chat what the fuck a pantomime is? It's like well, in fact, anyone who's not British, because it is... No. Of, it is a very, very old-fashioned, I think, is it Victorian? Liz knows um, what a tabard is. Kind of British theatre. It's usually a fairy tale story, so like Cinderella, or Dick Whittington, or Sleeping Beauty, or some other shit that Disney's murdered. Um, and it's a retelling of that for young children. Puss but it's family Puss in Boots. Um, but it's for family, so there's a lot of adult jokes as well, hence Puss in Boots, or Dick Whittington. Um, and so there will be... Um, it's a retelling of the story, but it never makes sense. There's usually a slop scene um, where they, like, throw guns at people and make a cake or something. There's a lot of, like, specific sayings, like, he's behind you. Oh, oh no, no, he, he isn't. isn't. Oh, yes, he is. They did that as um, well. Oh, God. Um, and there's always... Um, fairy godmother. There's a fairy godmother. Who? That, oh. He's always a man. Or generally isn't played by a man. No. Isn't it? No, that's the dame. Oh, widowed one. Okay. Yeah, you're thinking of the panto dame, who is always a man in drag. So that's basically where drag comes from. Yeah, well, um, yeah. The fairy godmother is often an old woman. like, And, and it's always full of celebrities as well. Um, well the, yeah, but the, it's a full-on show with singing, dancing, everything. It's not like a mime or... Like, I know it's called pantomime. It's not actually miming. Um, basically, it's a load of shit and I fucking hate it. Yeah, so well that was it. Although the yeah, the pantomime the fairy godmother was played by someone that were a guy that works in uh the host family thing. I didn't realise had muscles. Which was quite an interesting look for a for a fairy godmother. Mm. Um uh, but sorry, Cafe is correct. They did have a um Panto Dame category in Drag Race UK. I think it was season three, two, three, three. No idea. Two. Too. So imagine anyway. going to do this in a in a large like conference room, no stage, no lighting. The lights are just turned on. Um, there are costumes that are like, what do you have at home? Uh, the three ugly sisters were just wearing some kind of neon rave clothes, um, and had like fake clown makeup on. How ugly of them! Um, there was a ukulele being played. Fuck that. Uh, although, yeah. He played the ukulele. I, I don't remember in Cinderella, in Cinderella, why you know when somebody sang "All by Myself." I'm pretty sure that isn't in the traditional Cinderella. Oh God, that's the other thing. It's usually like pop songs that are sung, and it's often like the top songs of the year. But there will be classics in there as well for the parents. So hence Cinderella's probably sweeping a floor singing "All by Myself" yeah. or some other shit. Yeah, I oh, know it wasn't. It was somebody. It was like the narrator started singing it. I'm not sure why. Yeah, I'm not oh, sure. Oh yeah, there's a narrator played. as well who has to explain the story for the silly children that don't understand it. And there were no so there were no euphemisms as well in this, which is very disappointing. What? That's the whole point. No you no euphemisms. Um and what was the other thing as well? Yeah, so Did they write this did they write the the script themselves? I believe so, yes, because there were a few references to the school, which were quite funny. I did like that. Um and 
Yeah, so that was like for 20, 35 minutes. Um, of, of hell. Of yeah. Oh, the the guy playing the ukulele. He's a teacher. Um, he sometimes just sits and plays ukulele. At one point, he started playing it, and Cinderella turned around and went, "Will you shut up?" <laughs> and he went away. Can relate. Can relate. <laughs> that was that was scripted, by the way. She wasn't just like, "Oh, fuck it, I've done this twice today." Um, but yeah, so that was that was my day. Some uh, yeah, pantomiming. Well, sucks to be you. Yeah, panto. Yeah, you have to explain stuff. Panto does make zero sense. And but yeah, no, yeah. it was interesting seeing uh, one of like a few of my female students like dressing up as men, which is you know that is very panto. We do like a bit of drag and gender. we love a bit of cross dressing in this country. Shakespeare and, and like for children, but also we don't because because people are misogynistic and awful um, and homophobic. Hmm. So welcome to the UK. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. We need to bring back. You know what? We should fight the we should fight the turfs with. Uh, yeah, we should fight the turfs with um, pantos. Panto How dames. many turfs have been to a panto and laughed at a panto dame, but then don't like drag queens? Hmm. How about you all go fuck yourselves? Hmm. That's what I say. You should. You should indeed. Um, Meanwhile, I've sat on my ass all day because I had a day off. Well, yeah, what have you nice. been doing today? Yeah, we well, haven't. You went I out. I got my haircut. Yeah, look, see the sides. Oh, look at that. That was a, that was a good chop. The ears have been lowered. Is that his ears um, lowered? Yeah. But it's cold. Um, and and then I sat and played Bayonetta, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Um, and that's been my day, so that was nice. Sounds perfect. Yeah. Why don't you uh, get your deck out for the lads? I'm going to get my deck out. Oh, so it finally... Someone's very excited. It, it arrived... Don't break it. <laughs> <laughs> it arrived in less than a week. Which I can't believe, like, there was like a six plus month, or six month plus, like, wait list for ages. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we've caught up on the backlog, you can get them whenever. And I have my beautiful Steam Deck, which you can see all the times I... Our Steam Deck. Well, I mean, you you are logged in on this as well. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this is, it is pretty incredible. Um, incredible piece of hardware. I need to go and uh, wipe it because it's got a few uh, finger finger marks on Look it. Look how big it is, says Cafe. It genuinely is huge. Do you want to get your um, switch out? I get my switch out. Yeah. Look at the switch. Like it genuinely fits in my hand. That is how big it is compared. Well, let's put it side by side so they're. Do you want to hold it? Yeah. So Size it side that. by side. Like they literally are side by side. The screens are about the same size. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the uh, the controls on the side, but like the thickness as well is. I mean, oh, uh, for those dick, listening, that, your deck is wow. Thick. <laughs> <laughs> He's just used to saying the other thing. Yeah, like it's really like the switch is obviously very very thin, but the uh, Steam Deck is uh, is not. There you go. Thank you very much. It is very girthy. For those listening on the podcast, I do apologise for for this. <laughs> You've not been uh, able to hear what's uh, going on, but it is a, an incredible piece of kit. Um, I am very very impressed. I played. I haven't played much on it. I played a few games of, um, yeah. I, f- I feel like the the one downside is the battery, because I played Apex, um, which is a game that I've not played since it like first came out. But I played a a couple of, I played a couple of games on it, and oh my god, it's incredible! Like, it's obviously out on the Switch as well, so you can play it on there. But it looks amazing. It is a PC game, and it's it you can choose the quality settings or whatever, and it obviously will impact on the frame rate. But I was playing it on the standard settings on the deck. I'm not sure what uh, they are. I should go and have a look at them. But it looked great. It looked way. It looked like a PC game. It wasn't. 
the kind of molded textures that you get when you play. If you've ever played Fortnite on the Switch, you'll know just how bad it, you know certain games, certain PC games can look when they're downscaled to play on the Switch. It didn't look like that. It had the graphics of a PC. May 9's asking, how loud does the fan get when pushed? It definitely gets quite loud. Um, and yeah, so I was playing it with some... Um, you can put on the screen, you can make it so it'll show an overlay of the FPS and like the project, um, projected battery life with what you're playing. And I was playing... Um, yeah, so I was playing Apex. Obviously between menus and stuff and when you're just loading into a place, it takes a dip. But I was playing like with constant 60 FPS which you know what I'm like with my frame rate, but a constant 60... You do love your faps per second, especially on your deck. <gasps> but a good... But like a strong 60 FPS on a game that looks like... I mean, it is a PC game. It's on Steam. But that has with the quality that it has is stunning. However, it did say the projected battery life. This was when it was full. Um, the projected battery life was an hour and a half. So I'm like, okay, so that's like... You it's need not to, deal. It's not portable in the sense that the Switch is. The it's Switch, far too big to be portable. Yeah, it is really thick as well, really big. Um, but the like the Switch is the portable console. This is for if you're kind of sitting on the sofa and you want to play and you can keep it plugged in as well. It's great for that. The thing is, you say that, I don't think the Switch is portable. It's not like a Game Boy that fits in your pocket. Like, it, you have to have a casing yeah. to sit and play it like this. It's okay if you're on like a long train journey or a flight or something like that, but it's not like, oh, I'll just get my Game Boy out on mm. the tube or something. Like, it's not ideal. Ellie says, how long is the charging cable? Not very long. Um, it is a USB... I always get confused. Is it 3 or C? C, isn't C. it? Yeah, it is USB-C. I don't know what the... I don't know. I've had issues before with the Switch where I used the USB-C Switch charging thing and I plugged it into my mobile phone and it was great, but it ruined the Switch charger. I don't know why. It just stopped working. And that happened to two of them. Sometimes. Um, yes, yeah, so that was a bit of a waste of money. But then, um, so I'm like a bit hesitant about using, for expensive things like that, uh, using different cables. Um, so I would, maybe I'll have a look on Steam and see if they do sell like a longer cable or whatever like that. But um, yeah, you know, you want to have it near a charging cable if you're going to play it for extended periods of time. But also, mm. I mean, that is playing Apex. Playing different games, it has a much higher battery life. Like a little simple indie game. Yeah. Might do you for a while. Exactly. But I've downloaded a few games. It is like... Have I just filled it yet? No, no, but I have... I will. Mm, you bet you will. Um, well, I did upload... Uh, da oh, download. I did download the update for The Witcher 3, so I'm going to be testing now, I've that I've heard apparently the PC version of the update is really not running very well. Well, we'll see what it's like. So, um, good luck with that. Yeah. Um, well, on my, in my library at the moment, we have... Uh, okay, installed. Seven games. Uh, Latex Lesbians. I mean, Apex Legends. Black Mesa. Because my brothers told me that I should definitely play that. Um, and Cyberpunk. Definitely want to play that, especially with the, um, oh, what was I going to say? Especially with the um, update with Idris Elba coming out. Oh, yes. I mean, well, we're going to talk about um, the Game Awards later and just go through our favourite bits of the announcements. But, um, I mean, if anything can make me play Cyberpunk again, it's Idris Elba. Mm, yeah, I mean... Great. I I feel like it, they're making a a good conscious effort to try and make uh, can make that like a decent playable game, and I'm really looking forward to testing it out on here and seeing what it's like. Um, 
You also got Final Fantasy fourteen. In a playing. second, oh. I'm getting there. Have you, we're doing it in order. Well, you're going through them all. Aren't Dirt you? Rally. I play some Dirt Rally. Now, Dirt Rally, I got to say, did look like a low res game. Um, it didn't look as stunning as it does on PC, obviously. Uh, but it is. I mean, it's a great game. But also, I just realised I've downloaded Dirt Rally and not Dirt Rally two So maybe I should have downloaded the more recent one. Um, we're going to skip that one because I'll talk about it in a moment. Uh, Wintermore Tactics Club. I, I read that that is around about seven to ten hours. Um, so actually. Seems like a perfect game for me to play on uh, on deck. So I haven't played Wintermore Tactics Club, but I've heard very good things about it in that it is a pretty queer um, tactics game set in a magical school, mm. which I feel is probably of interest to people here. Yeah. Um, so, yes, go give that go. Wasn't it like two quid or something? Uh, yeah, it was like three pounds or something. I think it's on offer right now. Um in fact, if I can see, you can't take us. You can just go straight to the game info page. Uh, go to the store page, and it immediately tells me that it. Oh, right now it's eleven ninety nine, but it was on offer. Oh, okay. I think it might have been a twenty four hour sale or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah. The Witcher three update. I'll try that out and see what it like. What it's like on uh, deck. Um. Also, Liz said something like, "Oh, another game for me to play." Um. Uh. Stardew Machine. Now. Thing is, with, uh, with, it, with it being a Stardew Machine, I just realised I've got made a few issues on here. Uh, yeah, with it being a Stardew Machine, what the uh, the thing in this that people do seem to love, you can add mods. Yes. Because it's is, basically a PC. Yeah. It is pretty much, yeah, it is a PC. You can even get the Windows version running. And I was about to, I was like, I quite like to play Hades on here. Mm. Um, and I realised I've got Hades on Epic, on the Epic Store. But apparently... You can download. You can go into the Windows mode, download the Epic Launcher, download Hades, and then add it through Steam, like you would a normal, and then just launch it through Steam through the Steam Deck iOS because it's installed on your device. You know, like how you can install wow. Witchcraft. It is Witchcraft. Uh, but yeah, the other one is Final Fantasy fourteen, which I'm going to be streaming uh, every Sunday from the eighth of January, going through the main story. Um, but that looked. That was like I was showing you, and I couldn't believe. How good it looked. I mean, I will say, when you pull the camera out all the way, like, your character is tiny on the screen. Mm. And with, like, you need to rearrange the, um, like, UI. the ability bit and uh, of the UI because it, like, takes up half the screen. And um, with the, the map and the menus, like, there's a lot on a small screen. Yeah. But to see that game running on a handheld is pretty epic. Yeah. It is. And you can play. You can do go and do your missions. And like once you've got all your keybinds set up, it's actually even easier to use than a um, than a PlayStation. Mm. Uh, because if you're playing this on console, you've got obviously the the key, you know, the joypad and joypad, what's it called? Controller. Controller. Uh, whatever. You, you can use all those um, with the layouts, but you don't get the touch screen of typing. Um, whereas in this, you can just quickly type something if you need to message somebody in the group. So yeah, it's actually even better. It runs like it's even easier to use on here than it is um, than it is on like PS4 or PS5. So it's yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But you just I thing is you yeah, I'll need to go and get the same keybinds as I have on PC. But I think when it's between the same platform because it's technically PC, you can just upload your keybinds on your computer and then download them again on Steam Deck. But uh, yeah, no, it, I can't believe how well it runs on there. And Helios says Epic Games works on Steam Deck. Yes, um, those, yeah, so things like Hades and stuff does. Anything with an anti-cheat doesn't. There's a lot of games that don't work, and it's pretty much any multiplayer game. Apex works, which is incredible, but anything like Call of Duty, uh, Fortnite, uh, Destiny, 
unfortunately, none of those work um, because it triggers their anti-cheat thing. Sad times. Yeah. Uh, it does have a keyboard. It has a virtual keyboard, but uh, you can couple up a keyboard uh, via Bluetooth on there. And you can use it as a desktop if you really want to. But it has, you can install Windows and Linux. I think, I don't know what, there's a button. If you hold, I think if you hold the Steam button, yeah, there's a button here that I can go and click on that means, I don't know what it is. But yeah, if I hold one of these buttons. There are shortcuts. There are shortcuts that would, yeah, make it open up um, uh, desktop mode. But I haven't worked out what it is yet. There you go. Are you are you happy with your purchase? Was it worthwhile? Very, very happy. Now, I'm, yeah, the only problem is at the moment I'm like, oh, what games can I look at? What games can I download? Is there anything on sale? I'm like, I should play games. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. You get a new console and then you spend half the time looking through the store thinking, what can I play as opposed to just playing something? Yeah. I think Wintermore Tactics Club will be it. But then also, I don't know, I'm re I really want to get into Apex a bit more because I love a good Battle Royale and especially when I can just play on the go for a bit. Um... So, and it's got a great battle pass. It's got amazing um, skins. I've got Mirage, who is very hot in the yellow kind of, of course. suit that I've got. Yeah. Um, but also, I've logged in, and that means that we can share, yes, share libraries. Thing. And mm. I don't wish to alarm you, but I have Persona 4 Golden on Steam, which you could now play handheld on the go on a Steam Deck. Oh, I think I have. Oh, I've got it on my PS Vita. Well, that was the original. Yeah. But now that it's been sort of released again, you could play that on a Steam Deck if you want. And I also would like you to uh, get the PlayStation, uh, sorry, the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters. Oh, you'd like me to get them, would you? I would. Oh. Yeah, that would be great. Well, but, see what I can do. But that's great that you can have multiple profiles, because you can't even get multiple profiles on the Steam you know, desktop app. So having it on there, and then I, I had to request permission from you if I could borrow your library. And you said yes, and I let I'd you borrow mine. Borrow. Yeah, it borrow. literally says borrow. borrow. Would you like to Very borrow? important distinction. You're not taking it. You're just borrowing it. Exactly. Yeah. When you say you're taking, you could, you know, thing you can take things and give it back. Sure. Yeah. Allow people to keep it. It is, um, yeah, it is a fabulous piece of kit. It is ridiculously expensive, or it was, um, but it's, so far, it's running really, really well, and... We've got lots, I've got, yeah, The Witcher, I've got Cyberpunk, Apex, and it's not full. So I've got all of those games, yeah, Apex, whatever. Um, oh my God, yeah, Apex, Cyberpunk, Dirt Rally, Final, I've got a whole of Final Fantasy XIV, The Witcher, these huge, huge, huge games, and I currently, when it comes to my, uh, where is it, storage, I am, whoa, there's loads free. Uh, I've still got 127 gigabytes free. So I've still got like a quarter free. I feel like as well, it's not... A, as much as, yes, you can play these big... Get, well, you've got 13 games, that's unlucky. As much as you can play these big games, I do feel like it's better for like smaller indie games on the go. It says which 13. you could fill it with tons. Yeah. It says 13, but it's like Linux, 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 Proton. Is Proton like their Windows? Um, I don't, Yeah, that's all operating system yeah. stuff. You can also remote play uh, to your computer. If I wanted to play something instantly that was on there and I wanted to play it with incredible graphics, so there's remote play, there's family sharing, etc. Um, you've got your Bluetooth for your speakers, whatever. But yeah, you're completely right. And I think when the second there's like a big Steam sale, or I, I mean, I keep adding things to my In the Steam new year. list. Yeah, the New Year sale. Oh. Also, um, 
pretty much every controller is now compatible with Steam. Um, so PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, they're all com- like you can use Joy Cons to play games with Steam if you want because um, it's now compatible. Which means that all of those are now compatible with your Steam Deck. So you could sit and play the Steam Deck, but with a PlayStation controller if you wanted to. Perfect. Um, which if you had the dock, you would then be able to do that on a TV. But yeah, not every game is compatible with it. There's quite a few. There are quite a few games, quite a few big games that aren't. Um, but luckily, the I mean, when you're browsing on the Steam Deck, you can go and click on the ones that are like you know, completely verified and fixed for the Steam Deck. You've also got ones that are like playable, but they'll have issues. And it's great because you click on the thing that says playable, and it will tell you what issues you have. Like you might require a keyboard to type in certain things. Like, for example, Final Fantasy XIV, it says it requires a keyboard. I mean, it re- I just used the virtual keyboard on there, so it was no issue whatsoever. Um, but then you have uh, games like, yeah, the text is a bit too small to read. I think uh, The Witcher or one of the games was like, yeah, the text is too small to read. But that's it. You can play the game. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is not hashtag spawn, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> this is just Ben wittering on because he likes his purchase. I am very much liking it. It's like getting, you know, getting a new console, especially just before Christmas, is the best feeling. It is exciting, and that means that I'm just not going to see you for a couple of weeks now. No, you will, because I've got a Steam Deck. I'll sit next to you Oh, you while to? you're playing games. Oh. I was playing uh, Apex while you were uh, playing your uh, indie game, which we're going to be doing two uh, quick looks after this podcast, whenever it finishes. We're going to be doing one. I mean, we're not doing one next week, so we might as well have this as a bit of a bumper. We're going to be... We're going to do one of uh, Chained Echoes and the other one on Kinswood. Kinseed. Kinseed. You're close. <laughs> Kinseed, which um, we're going to be starting both, I believe, from the start. Um, Kinseed, I've heard, though, gets it really opens up later, so it might seem a little dull or whatever, but um, I've, heard, I've been reading about it and it seems to open up a lot. But you mm. should, if you like your Stardew, Animal Crossing, you know, Rune factory that kind of game you are have a stellar thing you're gonna absolutely love kinswood from what i've read concede concede um get the name right ben why is it called um, why do it's in kinswood because you're thinking of something else like witchwood or something um concede yeah it sort of looks like stardew but it is made by people who um were the original devs of fable so i think it's got a bit of that like fable yes. british humor to it um, but mixed with your kind of Stardewy life sim. So we're going to have a look at that after the podcast today. Um, and we're also going to have a little look at, basically neither of us have played that. We're just, so it's brand new for all of us. Um, we're also going to have a quick play of Chained Echoes, which I have been playing. He has, um, he, he literally have not seen him. What do you mean you haven't seen me? Well, I went in. Well, I did get a 30 minute uh, explanation of the battle system yesterday or the well, day before. You're welcome. Um, so we're going to have a little play of uh, Chained Echoes as well. But I've been playing that over the last week um, and really, really enjoying it. Um, it is an indie JRPG, um, sort of old school style, top down, um, pixel art, all that kind of stuff. It is essentially Chrono Trigger meets Final Fantasy VI. So if you're into your old like SNES JRPGs, this is perfect. Um, The pixel art is beautiful, but it's really like crisp and clean. Um, It's it's, like a lot of your old pixel art games still sort of look a bit blurry because they were made for 
you know, older consoles. And this has that look, but just really sharpened and really modern, which is really lovely. Um, so it's really nicely done. The music's great as well. Um, and it's kind of like a best of of old JRPGs. It's got lots of Final Fantasy in it. Um, it's got the Final Fantasy VI thing of, of splitting your party off and following branching stories. Um, it's got bits of seven, bits of nine, bits of twelve. Um, so it's it's really a love letter to old JRPGs. Um, but it's really well written. Um, a nice story, which I'm about ten hours in or so, and it's starting to branch into a sort of generational type story of of what happens to your soul in different lives and that's where the chrono trigger time traveling comparison is coming in Mm -hmm. um it's got a really interesting battle system as well which we'll talk through in the quick look more uh in more detail but um essentially you have to balance your attacking and um and defending otherwise you overheat so you have to keep yourself in the right sort of in, in the right overdrive mode um so as with all JRPGs, it's got a really nice little battle system with a nice twist to it. Um, and it's just, it's genuinely just really well made. And I did not expect it at all. You just thought, From oh, one it's person. just... Yeah, and it's developed by one person, I think. There's definitely a different composer. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's like a sort of one guy project. And it's just a love letter that he has put together. Um, and it's genuinely really well done. And I did not expect it at all. So that's been a nice surprise to end the year. I do like playing a sort of JRPG to sort of get stuck into around Christmas. Mm. Um, last year was Tales of Arise, which I then finished about six weeks ago. Um, Valhalla was the year before, wasn't it? That brilliant JRPG. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just it's it's got that nostalgia factor, but it's also new and modern, and um, I'm really enjoying it. So yeah, we're gonna have a look at that a bit. Yeah, just seeing bits of it that you were showing me, like it doesn't look like a really old game. It definitely has like the new vibes to it. Obviously the Frame rates incredibly well. Everything's kind of quite sharp, despite being pixely. If that makes sense, um, like the pixels are sharpened on the edges. It doesn't just fade. It looks really good. And That's what I said. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I wasn't really listening. But um, of course, you are were. you? Uh, do you know how long it is? I think it's around thirty hours. So I'm guessing I'm almost halfway through where okay. I am now. Um, so yeah, and it it sort of plays with your expectations a bit as well. Mm-hmm. So as we'll see when we play it. You think it's starting as one thing, but then it throws you into something else. And it likes to sort of play with JRPG conventions a little bit, which is nice. Um, so, yeah, it's it's great. I'm really enjoying it. Brilliant. Um, and then I've also been playing some more Bayonetta 3, which I've been playing this afternoon. I'm determined to finish that before Christmas. <laughs> this is my one thing that I'm going to get done this week, is finish Bayonetta 3. Um, and I kind of love and hate it in equal measure. Wow. I have really mixed feelings about it. Um, in some ways it's brilliant and it's really fun playing as Bayonetta. Um, I really like the storyline. Um, it's this sort of multiverse, multi-witch thing. Uh, and there are sort of multiple versions of Bayonetta based on different sort of witch cultures. Um, so it's taking you around the world to like different places and different witches, um, which is which is really cool, and I really like that. And she, Bayonetta, is really great to play as. Um, great music, as you'd expect. Um, but then I feel like the world is a bit bland. It doesn't have the same kind of unique art style as the previous games. Um, so it just feels a little bit boring to look at. Um, the the platforming is terrible. 
there are these really frustrating, um, really frustrating platforming challenges. Um, there are some really cool weapons. Like one of them is a yo-yo, which is just super cool to like hit people from afar. But then the demon version of that is a spider, which I am not interested in. So that pisses me off. Hmm. Um, even though the spider is basically a reference to Devil May Cry. Um, and then you have to play as Jean for these like side-scrolling stealth missions, which are awful. Um, and then you have to play as Viola, who's this other character who is also awful. Um, and it's just, they throw all these different ideas in and I'm like, this is, this is too much. Like, just give me a good Bayonetta game. Don't mess it up with all this other crap going on. Um, so yeah, I just, there are bits of it I really love and bits of it that are kind of frustrating. Um, like I've just been doing this level set in Egypt and it's this big set pieces and bosses and you're like, this is really cool. And then it will throw something really shit at you afterwards and you're like, oh, for God's sakes. Also, the camera's awful. Um, it's either too close or too far away. It's just, there are just things about it that don't sit well with me when I'm playing it and that annoys me. Um, but I really, really want to love it because I love the last two games and I really want to enjoy this one. So I will finish it this week. We'll see if it ends up in the uh, in our game of the year list, but we'll see. I'm looking forward to playing a bit. I'm kind of good at got it on the Switch, although uh, hopefully I can get a code and play it on the Steam Deck. Do you mean Bayonetta three, which is Switch exclusive? Oh, I thought you were talking about. What, what am I talking? Am I oh my god, I don't know what you're thinking about. I you're was just drifting not off. listening to anything I'm saying today, are you? I'm thinking about what we're doing in the future. I'm thinking about how I'm planning in my head. <laughs> can you put your deck away and stop thinking about it? Sorry, I was touching my. Uh, You've got deck, deck on your mind. I always have deck. Yeah. All the time. I've got big deck energy. You wish. <laughs> well, it's huge, else? look at it. All right. Look what at have it. you been playing? Uh, well, I've been playing um, all hands on my deck. Yeah. <laughs> my hands are staying here. <laughs> I have been playing um, Apex, but also I've been playing, speaking of games with terrible platforming and a really empty and soulless environment, Pokemon uh, Scarlet. Platforming in a Pokemon game? Well, you have to jump around a bit. You have to do a bit of Skyrimming, you know, and you have to kind of try and climb up a mountain. I don't think that counts as platforming. I'm falling off. Okay, well, fine. There's no platforming. But it was, well, you know, platforming, dodging people that are enemies that you don't want to fight. Yeah, it's um, it's still, I'm actually enjoying it more now. Good. Because I'm try, I'm just mainlining it. I'm like, I'm, I don't really want to just sit around and try and catch them all because it's frustrating catching them all. Catching them all. And also when you want to try and catch a bunch, it... Like you can, you probably could catch three or four and then it's like, oh, I've got to go to a poker station and get my uh, health. And it's sometimes quite far away. And then by the time you're back, all the, the ones that you still want to catch have gone. It can be a bit frustrating. The one thing I do like about it is it's quite easy to level up quickly. Mm. If you've got the right match type, if you're if you're matching against the right Pokemon, you can catch one that is a few levels higher. Um, I was a little bit... I did fall a bit behind because I had gone and like leveled up some of my Pokemon and I hadn't done my gyms and like however many gyms you do determines on how, you know, how high level a Pokemon can be that will be controlled by you and it doesn't rebel. Um, so what I did is I just went and did like three or four, five gyms. I think I'm on like the fifth or sixth. I'm about to do the sixth gym, I think now. You are speeding through that. Exactly. Yeah. So I've wow. done about five gyms. So they're... Like up to level 45 or something, they will uh, obey me. And I've got like level 43, 44 Pokemon now. Um, because, yeah, if you've got the right match type, you can get them and you can find, you can uh, collect, you can catch them that are about four or five levels higher. So you just go and 
get a load of those. And then you've got a team at that level. And then you can go find an area that's a few levels higher. So it's, it's, it's quite easy to get a team higher, but you will end up having to kind of change your roster out a fair bit. Um, I, it's definitely the hard version of the game um, if you're wanting to go and kind of keep the same ones. If you've got the team right at the start that you really like and you just want to level them up, it's going to be quite tricky. Um, or it's just going to be a bit that's, slower. That's what I've enjoyed about it when I've played it is, is the strategizing of, okay, well, which gym do I want to do next or which other quest line and and what element type do I need? Mm. Oh, I don't have any of those. Okay, well, let's go catch a new one and level it up and evolve it so it's ready. Yeah. And I'm sort of changing my team around quite a bit, although I have my favourites. Yeah, although I've just gained a new favourite. Um, like every now and again, then one will pop up and I'm like, oh my God, that looks amazing. Um, like there's some kind of lizard that's got, like it looks like it's got really sh- like electric blonde hair on its back, but there's also one with purple hair. Um, but the, that was the poison version. Oh, and the I know what you mean. Version. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but I know what you mean. Yeah, but it, there are some really cool ones. It um, have you evolved your Fido yet? E, well, I, yeah, it's a hot dog, isn't it? Or it's a it's a cinnamon bun. Well, it's like a bun dog. It's a Dax bun. Dax bun. Yeah, it looks like a hot dog. It looks like a cinnamon bun. Oh, okay. It's my favorite. Yeah, I thought it would be. But there are so many <laughs> dog Pokemon. It's a bread dog. Of course, I like it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of. Yeah, there are lots of dogs in that game, um, which I, I don't dislike. I am I am debating whether I should just have an all-dog team. You should have an all-dog team. I would very much like that. Yeah, like Cruella de Vil. But also my Quaxley, which has evolved into some sort of, like, seltzering bird, mm. which is very weird. Although I've, I've fully evolved my, uh, I don't know, it's called Weed Kitty. I'm just going to call it Weed Kitty. It, uh, weed Kitty, yeah. Yeah, and... It's it's like special move, which I didn't realize Pokemon have special moves, uh, like when they reach max level or whatever, or when they reach their final evolution. I think it's just, just the starters. starters. Yeah. Well, what he does, he gets the spotlight. He dances, does a shimmy. It's a she. Is it she? Well, I don't know. It depends. Well, actually, they can be either, yeah. can't they? But I don't know what, what. I feel like she's a she. Okay. Well, she. Well, the way she acts, <laughs> I she is sorry, a she. I shouldn't gender Pokemon. That's really bad of me. That's fine. Well, they are gendered but anyway. Or the sexed. If you can. She, n- always sex your Pokemon. Um, but she walks, she gets the spotlight, walks a few steps, and then just clicks a finger and does all the damage. She is Shiva. She's Shiva. Yeah. <laughs> I love that for you. It is quite epic. Um, and it's always a critical hit. It's a great move. I do it all the time. But yeah, it's great. And I'm about to fight, yeah, I'm about to fight the sixth gym. And... Yeah, so there are three things you do. You do gyms. There are eight gyms. Each one that you level up, or so each one that you beat allows you to control a higher level of Pokemon um, because I've had Pokemon before that were just like one or two levels higher than what my limit was and like they did about 50% of the moves. The rest of the time they just faffed around. Um, then you've got the like the beasts that you have to go and beat, like these giant Legendary bosses. Legendary beasts. Or Legendary, or yeah. Or ty- Titan. Titans, isn't that, part, isn't no. that Zelda? Yeah, I can't remember the name. Yeah, those things. Well, those are, um, they were interesting to, uh, oh, by the way, uh, France against Argentina, the World Cup final. Great. Mm. Titans, it is Titans. I was right. Well done. So yeah, you go and, um, and every Titan you beat, so at the very beginning of the game, you get the, you get the legendary Pokemon from the front cover, um, however you ride it. Um, it turns into a, I know, speaking of sexing Pokemons, you, you can, it turns into a motorbike or whatever, and you can then 
use it to get around. It's great. I, I like the fact that they introduced that right at the beginning and you get that legendary Pokemon for the entire game. Because then you build a bit of an affinity to it and I'm guessing that later in the end you can battle with it or whatever. Hmm. Hmm. Um. But every time you beat one of these Titans, you... Um, it like it develops your ability, so it'll go. It'll have a boost, or it can jump. I'm not going to say anymore. Uh, or it can uh, it can jump further. There it gets, and then it it does other things as well, which I won't spoil. And then the third thing that you can do. So there's the other yeah, gyms. There's those that improve your travel. The third thing you can do, which just gives you like TMs and stuff, and like these moves that you can create and add to Pokemon. So I don't really bother with them too much. Is the Star Camps, which are these Star Street. Star Street. Sorry, I've just realised the Titans, you get Herba Mystica, which are HMs, and they're the moves that you used to get in the old games, like cuts to get through the grass and all that stuff. Uh, that now makes sense. And the Titans, no, uh, Star Ones is not TMs though, is it? No, TMs you get, um, you can you can make. Yeah. But HMs, Herba Mystica... That suddenly makes so much sense. Hmm. Wow. Hey, coincidence, I'm sure. But then you've got the uh, no, you've got the Star Camp. Star Street. Star Street. Star Streets? They're called Star Street, I think. SS. Uh oh. <laughs> Maybe not that uh, acronym. Uh, but yeah, you, so you've got the Star Street ones where you go and you have to go and like. It's quite interesting because you go and you have to beat Pokemon by sending your Pokemon out, which I always forget that I can do that. So that kind of teaches Let's you go. to do that. Yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah, so you, you defeat 30 of them and then you're able to face the boss. And the boss, my God, tough. Like, I'd be like four or five levels higher than it with Pokemon that do damage to that type and I'll be losing. Um, it's the last part of it. You have to beat the car that they're driving, mm. which is weird, i got to say. Uh, and yeah, but those only give you... Um, the ability to make more TMs, which I, I I believe they and they give you Pokemon Pass, but I believe that is mainly for kind of PvP, because you want to have a Pokemon that has like a surprise move that the other person's not I expecting. Have not or built a single TM, Same. and I feel like they've tried to make that more of a thing this time. But I'm like, I I want to just catch them and fill out the Pokedex. That's that's all I want. See, I don't really care. I just want to go and finish it and beat the Elite Four or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, you're going around. You, yeah, you can do it in whatever order you want. Um, I went up the left side once and realized I was a little bit higher level because then I went to the right side and realized I was way over leveled. Mm. So I think you meant to kind of go and do it go more northy. North. It's weird because you start off in the middle, but you're meant to go more northern each time um, to yeah, get to the... you're meant to sort of swing each side, aren't you? Because yeah. there's a big crater in the middle, so you have to go around it. But I'm currently on an island, which is in the very southwest, which is a level six or a t um, area six or whatever it's called. So the Pokemon there are like level 43, 44 mm. or around about level 40. And there's a cave with some really cool ones. But yeah, it's, um, it is a, it's a fun game. I'm enjoying it actually more that now I'm sticking to the story. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go and get that gym. Now I'm going to go and get that star street. Now I'm going to do the Titan here. And I've only got one more. So I've got one Titan to do because there are five Titans. I've done four. There are five Star Streets, and I've done three of those. And yeah, I've done five out of the eight gyms. So I'm uh, nice. I'm on my way. It's going to be my Christmas game, I think. Once Bayonetta is done this week, I'm going to crack on with Pokemon, and I'm going to play that mm. over Christmas. I think my Christmas game, I mean, obviously there's going to be ones on the deck. But, I, but I'm thinking, no, because I, I quite want to play games that have come out this year so we can talk about it on the uh, Game of the Year podcast, which is in two weeks, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, but I do want to play some Mario versus Mario and Rabbids more. 
Nice. Because that game is definitely going to be, um, you know, one of my favorites of the year. Nice. But yeah, um, in a second, we are, well, we're going to do the news. And after the news, we're then going to announce the game of the year... Categories. Categories. Because we've also, we're going to do our top 10, but all of the other um, awards, I mean, the awards, um, the actual awards themselves, the categories, have been chosen by the community. And they're also, also all the nominations will be, and the voting will be. So it'll be entirely down to you. We have whittled them down to 11. And then the 12th is yeah. our game of the year. Yeah. So there'll be 12 awards. Handed out in two weeks. Mm. Not handed out. No, tweeted we'll, out. We'll just we'll tweet them. We'll and say congratulations. You've got a swapping joysticks award, and they'll be like, who, "Who the fuck are they?" Yeah, we should totally have a trophy that looks like that. The yeah, <laughs> the two joysticks. <laughs> yes, that would be very cute. And that's right. And then, so what we'll do is we'll decide. I think we can maybe. Well, we'll look at what people have suggested. We'll probably pick the four best ones, um, and then people in chat will vote. Yeah. There we go. Exactly. So that's the plan. If only we knew somebody with like design skills that could make a trophy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um but before that, let's see what other people have been playing. Oh yeah, thanks for reminding me about that. We have some we've got some great We've uh, had some essays this week. I know. And uh, this is not a bad thing. I I really enjoy that. Right, who let's have Debs first. Debbie does right. games. We've got about another hour to go now. <laughs> um don't worry, today is a a bumper episode because it is going to be the last one that we uh Perfect. Do for two weeks. Hang on. Let me have a sip of gin before I read this. Oh, yeah. I could do with a top-up. I might get a top-up. Doesn't that? Yes. Right, Debs. I played quite a few games this week. Mainly demos, which were available because of the gaming awards. And... Can, can I just say, when I was reading that, I was like, oh, my God. The next time there's the Steam... What's it called? The demo Steam thing? Steam Fest? Steam Fest. Oh. 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 You won't see me. You and this deck, honestly. Um, I started with Bits and Bobs. Bits and Bops, sorry. Which has a cute cartoony style to it and is a rhythm game. I'm interested. Mm. The first level was one where you had to take pictures of a fish uh, and to do that on a certain beat. The game is still also being funded on Kickstarter. The gameplay is also very simple. Only works with either the click of the mouse or tapping the space bar. There were also two other levels in the demo. One had a bird that would sing to another bird. Aww, Aww. that's cute. Um, I continued with Mineko's Night Market, uh, a game that has been on my radar for quite some time, and I was super excited to play the demo. This is a game about Japanese culture, and it has cats, lots of cats. Bits and Bobs looks cute. It's got a, is that a dog? Oh my god, that's an adorable dog. <laughs> I'll show it on the... These are the pictures, just to see if anybody's looking on the... Oh, uh, god, that's a... Yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. If anybody's uh, not listening to this on the podcast, it looks like a little cute pop puppy. Also, I did type in bits, and it said, do you mean bits and bobs? And then there's this terrifying thing. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, move your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some furry balls. <laughs> I don't know what they are. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, Maneka has lots of cats. <laughs> this is another adventure simulation type game, and one of the first major things you have to do is save cats, five of them, from these men in black agents. Um, another thing uh, Maneka had to do was also create a bouquet of flowers, uh, from flowers I'd collected in the town and bring it back to Bobo's mum. Bobo seems to be our friend or partner in fighting crime. Maneko seems to live with their father, but it doesn't seem like they have a very good relationship at the beginning of the game. Um, and when you pet the cat, they purr. I am super excited with this game in 2023. Very nice. 
Um, next up was Lodlnaught. I described this game to Ed as Slime Rancher and Power Wash Sim having a baby. I remember you saying about this in stream. Um, this is an adventure open world exploration game. Uh, underwater type game and the art style in a weird way made me think of Donut County. Uh, you're placed in an ocean planet and you are there to clean up the ocean. Your home base has some recycling machines uh, and also a machine to help you craft upgrades to your equipment and whatnot. You start off cleaning your base of bottles, plastic rings and cans, uh, and then a new area opens where you have to clean goop off plants with your bubble gun and collect even more cans and glass bottles. I'm sensing an environmental theme to this. Uh, I even ended up finding an axolotl. Axolotl. They're What's in Minecraft. That? You ever seen an axolotl? I don't know what an axolotl is. Oh, oh, you've not played Minecraft, have you? No. Why not? It's an amphibian. It's that thing. <gasps> oh, that's really cute. <laughs> well, really? Well, that one's not. The first one is. <laughs> yeah. Oh. There you go. This chubby face. <laughs> um, the axolotl was dirty. I had to figure out how to clean him and brought him back to my base where he ended up staying. Uh, you also have a jetpack underwater that helps you breathe. And when you run out of air, you have to swim through a hoop uh, that refills your pack. The demo for this seemed pretty long time-wise. I'm guessing it will end after you finish cleaning up the second area. Um, also, the new uh, Out of Among Us, the hide-and-seek part, which Ooh. was a lot of fun. We should play that at some we point. We should definitely play that. Um, this is not your traditional way to play Among Us since you start the round off knowing who the killer is. You have a flashlight and can only see a small area. There are still tasks to complete, and the more tasks you complete as a team, the timer then goes down quicker, which gives the killer less time to find people to kill. Ooh. I like this mode. Yeah. You also have access to the vents as a survivor and can vent once during a round, so use it wisely. Interesting. And last but not least, Fortnite, where the Winterfest started yesterday. So every day you get a present to open. I'm guessing most of them will be cosmetics for the game. Probably, yeah. Uh, since I've got a recolor of a skin I own and, a, and an Xmas hammer. Also, the Gruff Gringle skin is free in the item shop and it's the best thing ever. Mm. Thank you, Debs, for that essay. No, but really... some, great, some great choices there. Honestly, yes. A few of these games, I think people will be uh, having a look at. Because I think those type of games are the ones that a lot of people in this community do enjoy. Yes, kind of smaller, quirky indie games, interesting demos, totally down for that. And we should we should definitely try Among Us Hide and Seek at some point. Mm. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Randy Pasta, this week I've continued playing Marvel's Midnight Suns. I'm really enjoying the gameplay loop of going on side missions and grinding to upgrade all the characters. A lot of the characters I've now unlocked have a very diverse skill set. Some are very tanky, whilst others are more of a hybrid between a tank and a damage like Captain Marvel. The best part of the game is still in befriending your team members. Befriending each hero has benefits beyond just adding depth to the story. You unlock unique challenges when maxing out your friendship level. The rewards for doing so are new armor sets and unique legendary powers. I don't think I'm anywhere near the end of this game yet. I expect to still be playing it next week. Um, I'm very interested to play that, to mm. be honest. I think it looks really cool. Um, the only other game I've played this week has been Football Manager 2023. I've got it downloaded on my phone. Um, Grr. Mask. Woo. Ah, Kick the ball. Yeah. yeah woo. Um, it's the standard yearly sports title that changes a few things every year to just about keep people's interest. The one thing I've always loved about the series is being able to create your own story with the clubs you manage. In reality, a lowly non-league team is unlikely to play in the Premier League, but in this game you can change this. You can develop players both real and generated to become the very best like no one ever was. 
um, or watch them get injured. That was just me, by the way, making a Pokemon joke. Um, or watch them get injured and not achieve anything. Like watching any sport, it's the roller coaster of ups and downs that brings me back most years to the game. My one main criticism is that the graphics have remained pretty much unchanged in a long time. Some of the faces for new players the game generates can be nightmare yeah, fuel. They, they are true, truly honest. Um, this really needs to be changed in future versions. The future of the series does look bright, particularly with the development work going on bringing women's football into the game. Now, that is the one reason that I know about it from last year, because last year they added women's football in there. Interesting. Um, and, um, and that is excellent. And FIFA also has added women's teams into their FIFA games. Um, Fuck we, FIFA. We need to, I mean, also that. Um, we need to see more women in football games. That This needs to continue. Well, FIFA's bugger enough now, isn't it? It's FIFA's going to do their own thing. Yeah, and EA. then EA are doing EA football. Sports Football or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, it should probably be better. <laughs> anyway, just fill football with, with women and gays and, and everyone else. And Because football is for everyone. Just wear underwear. Yes, we need a naked mode. I mean, I wouldn't go far as naked, but... I'd like a naked mode. Okay. Foot and ball? There'll be a mod for that. <laughs> I bet. Foot long ball. <laughs> <laughs> Ravi Lavi, I kind of started Lost Ark. I wanted another MMO Slap to get... Slap and tackle. Wow. <laughs> uh, I wanted another MMO to get immersed in since Final Fantasy XIV uh, is between content at the moment, and it seemed the best choice. The controls are a lot to get used to, though. Uh, also started Maple Story Mobile. I feel like I played the PC version a long time ago. It was either this or Mabingo. Mabingo. Um, I kind of want to. Maybe uh, I could play a bit of Lost. No, New World. New World is a good uh, MMO that lots of people. You are played that for like a week and loved it, and then never went back to it. Yeah, but now I can. Does play it work it. on the Steam Deck? Yes, it does. Fuck's sakes. Uh, May 9 has been revisiting some rhythm music games this week. Um, I've got something to reply on this. Um, well, already has. Oh, thanks. Uh, I've been building a wish list of DLC to grab for Fuser before it all gets delisted on the 19th. Fuelister is brilliant. Fuelisted? Fuelister. Fuser is brilliant. I had delisted in my head. Fuser's brilliant. It's really fun. And yeah, grab everything you can before it goes off. Um, I've also been dipping back into Avicii and Vector. I played that at EGX years ago and it's actually really fun. Mm. Um, I love the visuals and feeling of playing this game. You pilot a spacecraft through each of the levels flipping gravity and free-flying through sections. It also helps that so many of Avicii's tracks are great. Um, it's RIP, by the way. Um, it's available on all platforms, including mobile, known as Beat Legend on mobile. Highly recommend if you enjoy rhythm games. I do like rhythm games. Now, that sounds really good, because, you know, like, when we, we're going to be talking about sounds and stuff and, like, music and games and stuff in a bit, but, like, genuinely a good soundtrack can make me love a game, mm. whether it's shit or not. I mean, Death Stranding, one of my favourite games. But like Res Infinite, Thumper, um, Tetris Effect, those games are really, really high up on games that I love, and it's mainly because of the music in them. Tetris Effect. I mean, I I don't like Tetris, but I like the music in Tetris Effect. And in VR, oh, all three of those games in VR. V, give me VR music. That's all VR should be for. Music. Beat Saber. Well, yeah, that as well. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So speaking of music games, I wrote a piece. Um, that went live this week um, on um, sort of the future of music games. So I basically wrote about music games that have come out this year. Mm -hmm. um, and I interviewed um, three different developers. The developer of Trombone Champ, which mm -hmm. I think um, I played on stream. I think most people here know what that is. Um, it's the rhythm game of the... Of the trombone. Do that again, sorry. Mm. Um, 
and I spoke to the dev of Metal Hellsinger, which is a first-person shooter rhythm game, um, and it's all set in hell, literally like a metal album come to life. Um, it's really either really difficult or you suck at it, because I watched you play that for a little bit. Wow. Um, and then it? the third game, I'm not answering that. The third <laughs> game is We Are OFK, which is a music narrative game um, that I reviewed for Eurogamer um, about um, a band in LA. Um, and it's um, it's really LGBT friendly, um, a really nice, diverse cast of characters who put together this band. Um, and the game is the story of that band coming together with these interactive music videos. But the band they are actually releasing music and they're making more music and they're going to be going on tour um, and becoming a real virtual band that stems from a video game, um, which I think is just really interesting in the way that sort of the music industry and the games industry are sort of combining with this with this project. Um, so I interviewed those three devs and sort of talked about all the different music games that have come out this year and, and what that might mean for the future. So yeah, go go read that. It's, it's a very long read. <laughs> but I put a lot of effort into it. Please read it. Please do read it. Go and enjoy it. All right. Well, that's what people have been playing. Um, also, Amanda said that she's been playing. Uh, she played a game called Naked Men's Volleyball once, but it was old men. It was amazing. Also, it was awful. I'd like to see that. Well, yeah. What balls were being volleyed? That's what I want to know. The ones on your deck. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, let's go into... Should we do the news or awards? Let's do the news and we'll end with the awards because that's fun. Um, so in terms of news, I... Awards. Speaking of awards. Speaking of awards. Um, the main news from the last week really has been the Game Awards, um, which went on incredibly late last Thursday. Um, I stayed up working it. You streamed it. Yeah, we we in the um, same room and I only distracted you 90% of the time. Yes, exactly. Um, so we thought we'd just sort of swing through some of the biggest announcements. There was a lot because it was very long. Um, so we won't talk about everything. Um, but let's just scroll through. We've, there's a there's a Eurogamer article on everything that, that happened. There always is. Um, there always is. They do, they do very well for us in terms of views. Mm. Um, so um, they're very popular and that's why we keep doing them. I mean, I'm just loaded it up myself. There you go. So um, it's kicked off with... I'm going to do this because this is one of my favourite games oh. in the genre. Um the game was kicked off with a cinematic for Dead Cells DLC with a return to Castlevania. Mm. I don't I don't give a damn about Castlevania, but I do. Dead Cells <laughs> is amazing. Dead Cells is fantastic. It's a uh, roguelite game. Uh, very, you know, if you like Hades, if you like your rogue legacy, that kind of thing. Um, if you haven't played Dead Cells, you need to. It's brilliant. Yeah, Dead Cells is great. And throwing Castlevania, what's not to love? Sure. So... I mean, maybe it'll turn me into a person who likes Castlevania. You should. It, you need to play Simply the Night. Do we know if it's free? Um, I think it's paid for DLC. Okay, I mean, that's fine. But there is so much extra stuff in Dead Cells, so if you haven't played it, there's now so much more than there was, like, years ago when it first came out. The thing is with Dead Cells, does this DLC and stuff, does it make it just a longer run that you have to do, or does it replace some of the potential areas think, that you go to? I think it adds in stuff. I, I, I don't know. I haven't played Dead Cells in ages, mm. um, but it is great when I when I did play yeah. it. I, I always tell this story, but like the furthest I've ever been on Dead Cells in like in a run was way further than like my previous best, and that was when I was on an aeroplane about to take off to go to Norway. 
because I was I hated flying so much that I was just completely really stressed, and then my alerts were heightened. So no, my alert my alerts it, it was ridiculously early in the morning as well. My alert was I was so like heightened, uh, like sense of alert, and um, I, I did really well in it. <laughs> Got like about one or two level uh, two areas before the end boss. Nice. Um, let's keep scrolling until we see something that we're interested in. Oh, Returnal's coming to PC. Good. Did you hear about the recommended settings? Oh, they're incredibly high. 32 gigabytes of RAM. I mean, yeah. I've got 32 gigabytes of RAM, but... Yeah. Recommended? <laughs> recommended, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful game, though, on, on PS5, so... Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think I've got 16 on my with my 1070, and I, and I remember people seeing like, oh, in years and years and years, you'll need, you know, you'll need more. Yeah. But now I've got 32. I'm like, really? There's a game coming out that's recommended 32, not even like for the top settings. Huh. There you go. Actually, maybe I have more. I don't know. Um, Hellboy's got a game out. Yeah. Horizon's getting. Oh, I'm gonna have to go and. Uh, well, Horizon. This isn't this one, but um, Horizon's getting a getting some DLC that looks quite cool. We'll get to that because it's further down on the oh, list. Is it? Well, yeah. well, should we right. talk about it now? No. Okay. We'll get to it in order. Wow. <laughs> Raw Fury, um, Silent Hill. Yeah, that looks all right. Um, the Among Us Hide and Seek mode was shown, but we've discussed that already. Yeah. Um, Replaced looks quite good. It's like a side-scrolling sort of cyberpunky action game thing, which looks quite cool. Yeah. Um, they showed some Street Fighter Six, Which people were quite surprised with how late that's coming out, like 2nd of June, especially when they've had their, um, like, tests and stuff like that that have been out. And we, we've, we've seen it at EGX. Yeah. It's been in, you know, it's, people have been playing it. But yeah, it's not out until the 2nd of June. Mm, which people... is um, very close to another game coming soon. Mm -hmm. But do people, um, yeah, people don't seem to be liking the cover. I like it because it's Luke, yes, who is very hot. So I don't mind Luke on the cover, but it, it, yeah, it's not kind of a legendary Street Fighter cover. But people it should like, be Kimberly because she's amazing. But people are like, oh my god, look at these old look, you know, these old covers, and I'm like, they look really old. They look vintage. People um, just want Ryu again and Chun Li. Are they in the new one? Yeah, of course they are. All right, oh. Hades two. I did not see this coming at all. No. Even when they were showing the trailer, I'm like, well, it won't be Hades 2, because no. why would there be a sequel? They don't do sequels. Well, yeah, Supergiant have never done a sequel before, but I think Hades has been, like, by far their most successful game. So it kind of makes sense. Um, it does look very familiar. Um, so at first I was thinking, oh, is this just DLC? Um, but it is Hades 2. Um, and it looks great. You're playing, um, I can't remember her name, but you're playing as a as a woman this time. And she's got like witch powers, and you have to kill um, um, chaos. No, but if you, I can't remember now. I've completely forgotten. Will it use the same characters as the first one? Because I saw different characters, but it's like, did they use Chronos? That's the one, not chaos. Did Kronos. they? Did they use up all of the like the the you know the most well known characters in Hades one, and now they're going to scrape the barrel a bit? I feel like they might repeat some of them, okay, um, and then bring in some others, but. I mean, it's more Hades. Like, it's going to be great. I am very excited to play more of it. I should do a God of War and go to, like, a different mythology. Well, Hades, but it's like... Well, they could do Roman gods, which is basically mm. the same as Greek. Egyptian gods. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah. Or, like, Norse mythology. Mm. Chinese mythology. They'd call it Helheim instead of Hades. Mm. Mm. Well done. 
Kind of. Um, Judas is a, of new, hell. is a Judas. new game from Ken Levine, who um, was the chief developer of Bioshock. Um, and he's got this new game called Judas, which is Bioshock in space yeah. and looks exactly the same. You need to play Bioshock. I do. I, it actually... Popped, it plays really well on the Steam Deck. Popped up that it's verified. Oh, God! <laughs> um, Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon. Cereza. Cereza. No. Cereza. It's Cereza. That's how it's pronounced in the game. Ugh. She's not Spanish. Ugh. Um, this is a spin-off prequel of Bayonetta um, that tells the story of Cereza. Why is, um, she, why is she a me? She looks like a me. In the... Because it's the art style. Okay. Um, it has this um, um, sort of fantasy fairy tale book um, feel. There's, it looks like there's a lot of Alice in Wonderland references. Um, what's interesting is that there is a secret chapter in Bayonetta 3 that has been in the game since launch. Um, and when you collect certain items and certain keys, um, you can access this secret trailer or secret chapter. Um and people didn't know what that was. And it turns out it's for this game. And it was teased in the game all along. Um, it looks interesting. It's a nice spin-off, but it's very, very different to the main Bayonetta game, which is very sexualized and over the top. And this is very sort of child's fairy story. So it's a bit of an odd change of pace. But I'm interested to play it. Also, it's the origin story. So I wonder if it gets more, you know, odd as the game goes on. And then turns her into what she is now. Well, it's more puzzly than anything. It's like a top-down puzzly kind of thing. So a bit different. Mm-hmm. Destiny Two Lightfall got a trailer. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll probably play that and then put it down for a bit. Um, I, I do like Destiny. I enjoy playing through the expansions, but I just cannot be bothered to keep doing this season after season after season. Because, I mean, I like playing it on the mouse and keyboard, and I'm not going to just go out of my way to come into the office and sit and play Destiny when I could be doing something. Well, you should. Well, get out on Steam Deck and I will. Sure. Um, um, the Last of Us is coming to PC. We knew about that already. We did. Um, but it's now coming on 3rd of March, we know. Right. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is coming out on 17th of March. Now, I was not a big fan of the first game, mainly because, for me, it's like, it's like a Netflix game of... This is successful, this is successful, and this is successful, so let's put that together. And it just, to me, was like Dark Souls meets Metroid Prime meets Mass Star Effect. Wars. Yeah. And they're all individually very good things, but I don't necessarily need them crammed together in one new game. So for me, I, I, I felt like I could see the joins of what they of their decision-making rather than it just being a good game. But this does look good. I, I and love- it's also canon to the Star Wars series. Yeah, which is also... I, I I much appreciate that. As soon as they stopped making um, Star Wars The Old Republic canon, I was like, okay, well, I can't play that anymore. It's, it's not real. It didn't really happen. It's not real. No. But, you know, no, they re- I love Jedi Fallen Order. I thought it was fantastic. And I loved the way that they did the game. The only th- thing is I had some, because I played it right at release on PS4, and it had quite a few issues. That was the mm. only thing that let it down for me. Like, I remember I was traveling through space, and I left it on the screen, and I went for a pee and came back, and I'd fallen through my ship. And I'd gone through, and I and I had all these like, yeah, I I was underneath the ship oh, as it was. Ideal. Yeah, it was very painful. Also, um, he's got a beard now, and that makes him hot. Yes. Um, the next one I'm very excited about, which is Earthblade, which is from the creators of Celeste. Um, now they teased this like a year ago, 
um, with a, a very short little teaser thing that was giving the vibes of the game. They've now shown off some more gameplay. It is kind of Celeste-style platforming, but with combat, uh, simple combat, um, in this kind of fantasy throwback nostalgic kind of thing. Um, it's going to be coming out in 2024, so there's still a ways to go. Um, but this is absolutely my kind of game. I really, really am excited for this. Yeah, I mean, they. I absolutely loved um, Celeste. So maybe this will get me into like the combat platformers because I loved Celeste. But the things I loved, the thing I loved about Celeste was the fact that it was a. It's pure. It was pure, but it was also it was a puzzle game. It wasn't necessarily just a platform game. It was like I need to do this, then I need to do this, then I need to hop to this and jump there and go there in the time. It was not. It, it, I think it was a puzzle game before it was a platformer um, mm. because you had to kind of work out where to go. Whereas if you've got combat, unless it's quite simple combat, and it's like kill that, move there, kill that, move there, and it, then I can't see myself enjoying it as much as Celeste. But we will see because I didn't. I really didn't enjoy Hollow Knight, and I just couldn't get into that whatsoever. Mainly because of the combat. The incorrect opinions here. Well, um, Forspoken. We won't go into too much detail, but there is a demo out that you can play. Um, I did a preview of it for Eurogamer that went up this week. It went up this week. It went up two days ago. Um, so you can read that on Eurogamer, which was um, my thoughts on Forspoken. Um, I've also since played the demo that, uh, that's available now on PS5. That demo is different to what I played in the preview. So if you want kind of to know a bit more about other bits of the game, then please go give that a read. Um, the demo, I've heard not great things, or people aren't happy about it because it sort of just plops you in the world and gives you this big open space. Whereas what I had played for the preview was much more story focused. Um, so I went into the demo thinking, actually, I quite like this because this is what I wanted because I found that the story stuff too restrictive. But getting thrown straight into an open world um, doesn't really explain anything to you. Whereas I felt like actually I sort of know what I'm doing at this point. Um, but go go give the demo a go if you're interested in it. Um, I'm really interested to, to hear people's thoughts on this, especially about the representation, um, which I personally have some concerns about in terms of stereotyping. Um, but I would love to hear what other people think of this. Um, so so let us know. Come to us on Twitter. Yeah. What did you? So when it comes to stereotyping, what was they? What were they? What, well, what Drew's concerns? So um, the lead character for Spoken is Frey, who is a black woman. She's from New York and um, she's a street rat. She does crime. She's from the streets and she wears a kicks instead of a trainers. And she swears all the time because she's really fucking cool, motherfucker, bitch. Um, and uh, it's written by a load of white writers. It's created and programmed by... Um, a Japanese development team and then there's like one seemingly one black person who has been involved who is the actor of Frey who has obviously put her spin on it and had some input but she's also not going to completely rewrite the script so to me it just has this slightly awkward feeling of a load of old white people trying to be cool and not understanding um, like black culture and what makes um, an authentic black character. And, you know, one of the first, I mean, slight spoiler, but one of the first things that happens when she arrives in Athia, which is this magical land, um, she arrives in the city, which is the first time she meets anyone. And she immediately gets put in handcuffs and thrown in jail by a lot of white people who call her a monster. And it just felt a bit jarring to me. 
And yeah, it was one of the first things you found in her in, in the journal, which is all the documents you find her criminal record. Now, maybe that's relevant from the first chapter that I didn't play, but it just seems a bit like why are we calling her a street rat and putting her criminal record in there? It just, it, eh, it's just, I, I have concerns. Um, I will also fully admit that this is the sort of thing that like I'm looking for because a few months ago there was a previous preview and uh, one of the guys, I think it was the art director or, or something, I can't remember his title, but there was a guy who described her as having a hip hoppy walk and people massively took that the wrong way. Mm. Um, I say street rat, that's, I don't think they actually say that in the game, I'll be honest. But that's very much the character they're going for. But that's my words. Um, and so they described her as having a hip-hoppy walk, um, and which immediately sort of rang alarm bells. And so I think then going into the preview, I was kind of looking for that to be like, okay, well, let's, let's interrogate this a bit more. Um, obviously, I'm a white man, so I am not the right person to ask about the authenticity of this character. Um, and this is why I've written it from from my point of view, where I feel like I'm a bit concerned about where it's going. But I would love to hear other people's thoughts about this. I would love to hear, um, like, go go follow black streamers who are um, playing the demo and go talk to them about it and see what they think about it, because it's their opinion that matters far more than mine. Um, but from what I played, I, I have some concerns. Um, I'm still interested to play the game. I think it's got some interesting magic and some interesting ideas. Um, but the stereotyping and the characterization is a bit off from what I personally have played. All right. Um, Sorry, that I said, we, no, let's not talk it. about it. And then I ranted. No, I wanted you to. Yeah, because I mean, you've, you've said it to me. So I'm like, well, say it so everybody can hear it because, you know, it's important to know. But obviously, like, we're not the ones to judge it yeah. on that. But other people can. So then we had the biggest announcement of the year is it though the announcement of a sequel i'm really hot but i'm keeping take it all off no i'm keeping it off we have we are getting don't you interrupt the biggest announcement of all of like the last couple of years there is going to be a sequel to death stranding Oh, I was not expecting that whatsoever. Even with the character popping up as well, and and I didn't, I wasn't quite concentrating because it was at like three o'clock in the fucking morning when this was on. Um, but oh my god, Death Stranding is getting a sequel. They called it DS Two, but I mean that's the working title. It'll be called something different, I'm sure. But I'm really interested to see how it goes, see where it goes, and what they can learn from Death Stranding One. Because I mean, to me, Death Stranding One was brilliant. I thought it was incredible. Um, in terms of exploration and walking around and just like the sense of going somewhere brand new. Um, I just, yeah, I absolutely loved the first one. The story was a little bit convoluted, but it A was... little bit? Yeah. Wait, there was a story? Did it make sense? Yeah, well done. I thought you were just walking to music. Oh, I'm going to cut myself on your edginess. Um, but yeah, no, Death Stranding, great game. I enjoyed it. Now I'm not gonna. Now you won't shit on me for enjoying a game, I'm sure, because it's such a good game. Um, and I can play it on the Stream Deck as well. Steam Deck. One day I'll get it right. Yes, you can play it on your Stream Deck and press some buttons. <laughs> it's probably more. I'm interested to see what they loved. Like, what would I want more from a Death 
Stranding sequel, I would probably want... I'd like a day and night cycle. Because it's beautiful going to these places, but it's literally always daytime. <laughs> um, that's like one thing. I'd want to return to the music that they had before, low raw, but also maybe adding some other things. But like that kind of chilled, relaxing, beautiful, but also slightly haunting music as you're walking across the scenery. Um, a little bit more interesting combat, or a better combat. Um, but yeah, that I'm just one more Death Stranding, and I'm very much looking forward to a very weird and unusual game that I'm going to end up taking a week off work uh, to play on stream. I will definitely play it. There are three things that I would like to see in it that would improve it for me. Firstly, more music. Yeah, more like, music. The music let, was let the us best listen. thing about it. Let us listen as we walk around. Although I, I think they want it to be kind of effective as, as it kind of kicks in. So if you're just listening to your MP3 player, you know, bouldering around, then it yeah. might not be. Secondly, I'd like a story. Like a, an, actual, a story. an actual story that makes sense it would does. be really nice. Oh, I, I can tell you all about it. No, I, I don't wish to hear it. See, there you go. Um, and just thirdly, <laughs> reluctant. I would it. really like for them to just focus on the networking side of things. Because for me, that was the most interesting and innovative thing about it, was the way that you play online and see other people's roads and stuff, and, and you help each other and you network. And I really like that. And I just want a game that is purely that. I don't need anything else. Just give me that as an idea. I think that would be really cool. This is Kojima. It could be completely, it could be, be a card game. Who knows when it comes. I mean, it'll probably be a wake up and it's all a dream or some other shit. I have no idea what it's going to be like, but I'm I'm enjoying and I'm enjoying seeing that. Um, yeah. So the Lou, the kid from uh, Death Stranding, which is, spoiler alert, it's the one that's inside the uh, the bubble is kind of is growing up a little bit and you get to uh, I wonder if you get to play I didn't I can't remember because I just saw the trailer then I haven't seen it since but I wonder if you get to play as um I nearly said quiet then fragile um it'll be interesting I don't know I'm very Oh my uh, god let us play as fragile and someone please give Hideo Kojima some lessons on how to write a woman please really? I would love that it'll be interesting I think okay you have an opinion. That's fine. Uh, I'm sorry. Tell me one good female character in any of his games. Fragile. And I don't. I haven't really played many Metal Gear Solid. I am. Um, all of his women are just like hot and semi-naked. The, the, yeah, you know what he's like. That oh, a horny old man. That Hideo is oh, such a such a lad. No, I'd like something more interesting than that. Mm. Well, I, I'm very much looking forward to Death Stranding sequel. Fragile Somebody... was clothed, Moni, until she wasn't. And you didn't see any bobs. <sighs> it was close enough. She was she was incredibly clothed. She was clothed, like, to the neck, the top of the neck. Yeah, and apart from that flashback where she's getting all wet in the rain so, in little hot pants so was... with the camera up her ass. I'm sorry, but... Freaking Norman Reedus is naked 90% of the time in that game. Good, some balance. Exactly, balance, get more. <laughs> exactly, Moni. Moni says Norman Reedus is more naked. Exactly. I'm intrigued to see which random uh, famous people he gets in for this one. You've seen half of them. No, there'll be more. He'll get, so he'll get, he'll get you know... I mean, we had Mads Mikkelsen in the first one. Mads Mikkelsen, there was Norman Reedus. Who's Fragile again? Um... Beautiful French actress, and I've forgotten her name. Chloe. Bogard. 
Leia Sado. Leia Sado, that's the one. Sado. And also there's the um the one that plays the president and also who plays um Amelie. Oh her yeah. Who's she? I'm not sure, I can't remember. Guillermo del Toro, yeah. Can she just fuck off to the beach and stay there and just never talk about it again? It's like Mario and Princess Beach. Oh god, that was the worst line in the history of gaming. <gasps> it was beautiful. Gus it just wound <sighs> up everybody. Please somebody explain to him how to write a fucking story and a script. He is Can fantastic. Can we move on now, please? He is fantastic. And I will be doing, um, I will 100% be doing a full playthrough of Death Stranding again before a sequel. I was listening. Do you know what somebody was saying that they would love to have as a strand game? Then they think they would have made it a better a game. A strand game is not a genre. It is a genre. Just, well, I suppose it isn't a genre yet because there's only one game out that is a strand game. Good, it should stay that way. Do you know what game would be great as a strand game? Sonic Frontiers. Jeff Grossman was saying how it would be great as a strand. Imagine it making Sonic Frontiers because the game because the world is completely like just empty and weird. Having your own like play park and having it so you can go and visit and you can see other people's lines and structures that they've made, and finding those around and just jumping on them. That's not a strand game. It is if it's if it's just been left game. there. If it's just been left. Death <sighs> Sonic. Royal Mail Stranding. Um, Tekken 8 we don't care with muscles um, oh, there's Nightingale. a game called Nightingale which is a great name for a game um, which is um, from Aaron Flynn who used to work for Bioware so he worked on um, on Mass Effect and um, Dragon Age and he's now uh, launched his own indie studio um, and they're making this game called Nightingale which is a sort of online survival game a bit like sort of valheim and that type of thing what do they call um, it gas lamp. they call it a gas lamp fantasy i mean if, because it's if set... a strand game isn't a thing then that fucking isn't well no it's a style not a genre same thing um it's set in an alternative victorian history um and it's it's very sort of mary poppins yeah, let's cover that Death Stranding. It's not there. <laughs> um, it's sort of like Mary Poppins's umbrella um, meets sort of steampunk meets like the magical fae that give magic powers to stuff. It looks quite interesting. They haven't actually shown a lot of gameplay. What they've talked about sounds good, um, but they haven't really talked about much. Hmm. Uh, or sorry, they haven't really shown much. So is that Eddie Redmayne? No, that okay. is a random Victorian man. Eddie Redmayne does look like a random Victorian man. There you go. Uh, Baldur's Gate's coming out in August next year. Good. Some people are excited about that. Not I. Um, Fire Emblem Engage, <laughs> um, which is coming out 20th of January. Is it? That's in like five weeks. Yeah. It's really soon. And it's a big game. Yeah. It's a whole brand new Fire Emblem game that comes huh. out in a month. Oh, and to say no one's up. barely talking about it. I'll be playing it. I'd like to give it a go, but I also really want to play Three Houses again. Hmm. Fireman game, not Fireman, Fire Emblem. <laughs> Fireman Engage. Fireman Engage. It's like the shittest Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is the expansion pass was announced with the people from Three Houses. Yeah, so the whole point of the game is that it's like characters from past Fire Emblem games um, that you can have as like spirits, um, which I don't know if people know enough about Fire Emblem to care about that necessarily, but... Mm. Um, what was that game out in June? Street Fighter. Street Fighter is out on June the 2nd. Do you know what's out on June the 6th? 
What? Diablo 4. Diablo. 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 It's like die. Diablo. Diablo. Okay, so Diablo 4 is out on uh, 6th of June. And Bertie played it and loved it. Yeah. Do, do you trust Bertie's judgment? Absolutely, wholeheartedly. But I mean, I've heard. Good, I've actually heard like things that this is meant to be really, really good. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I think the developers are stuck in crunch um, and are being massively pushed in order to get it out. Um, but I'm sure they will do a wonderful job. Mm, Make um, it that what you will. Yeah, I, but I know it's Diablo. That's the Latin, Spanish name. Um, but speaking of fire, things that are burning. Imagine if water burns. What do you get? A burning shore. Yeah. So Horizon has announced their um, expansion. It's interesting that the original um, Horizon, they had their uh, Frozen expansion. Wilds. Frozen Wilds. And this is burning, not frozen, opposite. Burning shore, not wild, a shore. Mm. Um, and it's set out in the Forbidden West, of course. Uh, but there is the Hollywood sign. So you can go and, and fly around the um, the Hollywood sign. Um, the one thing that is interesting with this is that this DLC is only coming to PS5. So the game came out on PS4 and 5, um, but the DLC is only PS5. Now, whether that means that they are doing something extra special with it that could only be done on that console, I don't know. Is this just a push from Sony to be like, hey, come play this game on PS5? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's a free upgrade for it if you bought the PS4 version. So if you did since then get a PS5, you'll be able to access this. Um, but it does suck for people who bought the PS4 version and now can't play the DLC. Dilbin says Tekken 8, for anyone that cares, is pretty special. They're completely redoing all the animations and character models for next gen rather than the usual prettying up of existing assets. Yeah, if you're into that. Um, yeah. And also, Jun Katsuma, or whatever his name is, all right, having a stroke. Um, is, is coming back. I'm um, more looking forward to Street Fighter because apparently that is making it very easy for new people to come by with the controls. Kazuya, there you go. Yeah. I mean, if only King was in Street Fighter. Also, just quickly going back to Street Fighter, um, to compare it to Forspoken. So with Forspoken, they have, as I said, sort of white writers who are trying to be cool. Whereas with Street Fighter, they have really understood black culture and instilled that in Kimberly to make a really cool but really authentic character. And that's how it should be done. And you can see the reaction to the two characters as to, like, who people prefer. Um, like, that is absolutely the way forward, it, is to really understand any culture if you're going to make a character from there. And and that's why Kimberly looks super cool in Street Fighter. Devil Bean says he sucks at Street Fighter. Um, try Well, apparently the new one, like, the controls are making it really easy for people who are new and you can, like, button mash if you want. Um, yeah. And it'll still be Completely. fine. Blue Protocol got announced. That is, is that the Amazon uh, Genshin? Yeah, so Amazon and Bandai Namco are bringing this um, MMO action RPG um, out. It's coming out on PC and all consoles. Um, it's called Blue Protocol. It basically looks like Genshin. It's like an anime action RPG. Um, but it looks really nice. Yeah. Um, very Ghibli-inspired um, graphics. I like it. Excellent. Remnant for the Ashes got Don't a sequel. Apparently that stuff. was good. I thought you'd like it, because It's like Demon's Souls with... Um, oh, no one cares. Whatever. Keep it moving. Transformers. That looked cool. Did Freaking it? I love Transformers. I mean, give me mechs. Give me Transformer things. Well, speaking of mechs, we're coming to something else. Oh. Um, 
There was a bit more of Mario, sure. Um, so Banishes Ghosts of New Eden. This looked quite good. It's from Don't Nod, who make um, um, Life is Strange. Um, and it's the same team that made Vampire. And they are making this kind of um, haunted-y, gothic-y horror thing, which looks really cool. Um, yeah, Don't Nod. Apparently the Vampire was one of those kind of like, a lot of people refer to Vampire as like in a very underrated game. It was um, great. I've yeah. got it if you want to play it. No, I'm all right. Uh, then they announced Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine 2, which I know you'll be like, eh, I don't care about that. But the original Space, Mach- uh, Space Marine had like really elevated Warhammer games. Um, and this sequel did look quite interesting. I guess I'll see the reviews and, and see, judge what it's like. I don't really care. I haven't really cared about Warhammer since I was about 12. Um, but the fact that this game is meant to be amazing. I mean, the Total War Warhammer was also supposed to be like one of the best Total War games. It's interesting that, yeah, Warhammer seems to have found its place back as like a really decent game on it is very uh, a decent popular. video game. It's yeah. very popular. There's one that just came out. Is it Darktide, yeah. I think? And which apparently you need an incredible PC to run, but it's meant to look amazing and plays really well. Hmm. Um, Crash Team Rumble. I feel like that's up your street. Oh, I thought it was going to be a new Crash Bandicoot proper game and I was getting excited. Then I saw it look like some kind of Smite. Uh, it's like a party game, platformery, rumble yeah. fighting thing. Mm. Crime um, Boss no. with um, James Marsden. Is that the... No. Um, no. Madsen. James Michael Madsen. Madsen. Michael it's Madsen. literally there written Michael on the screen. Ma- <laughs> it is. Chuck Norris. And Chuck Norris, Isn't yeah. he dead? No. Um, or is he? No. I think Chuck Norris dead ages ago. I don't know. I think he died years and years and years ago. Anyway, this is just a load of film stars in a really crap looking game, so let's move on. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Uh, died. No, he's still alive. There you go. Who knew? Um, right. Are you still alive? Yeah. Um, but Cyber- yeah, that's interesting. It's got, um, yeah, Chuck Norris. It's also got, um, like, yeah, like a bunch of interesting uh, actors in there. I'm not interested in that. Speaking of interesting actors in video games. Idris Elba is coming to Cyberpunk's DLC. Um, Phantom Liberty. Um, it's coming out Fucking at some Liberty. point. Fucking Liberty. It's coming out sometime next year. Um, and it looks great. Speaking of mechs. Armored Core 6. Now, we sort of knew this was coming, but no one expected to see the trailer at the Game Awards. Um, it is Armored Core is an old series from From Software who make all the Dark Souls games and Elden Ring and everything else. I played some demos. There you go. And it's basically like mech battling. And we haven't had a game in the series for a while because they've been focused on the Souls games. Um, but now they're making Armored Core 6. Um, we know since the Game Awards that it's not open world. Um, it's still mission-based like the older games. Um, but I suspect there might be a little bit of soulsiness to it, maybe. I found it quite... They might have learned something from those games that they put into this. Oh, they said, yeah, they've said, like, there are... They're like, it's not going to be Souls-like, but also it's going to have these bunch of things. And I remember reading that being like, that sounds very much like a Souls kind of game. But yeah. Um, the it's trailer inter- looks stunning, though. Oh, God. I mean, they always have looked stunning, like all yeah. the other Armored Core trailers from before. But I just find it quite interesting that they're doing six. Because this seems like the perfect game to be like, let's just call it Armored Core. And, like, re- restart the franchise. Because people are going to be like, well, they haven't played the other five. Yeah, true. But I've, I'm sure it will be a bit of a sort of soft reboot mm. for people. Rather, I don't think there's a story necessarily. It's going to be like, Eld- uh, like um, Elder Scrolls. It's gonna have a name, but yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, it's called Fires of Rubicon. 
The Elder Scrolls Six Fires of Rubicon. Yeah, sure. And then last but not least, the best announcement of the night after this rounding was final. Well, Final say. Fantasy Sixteen, which is coming out on the twenty second of June. So June is a very very busy month next year. Um, this trailer looks incredible. I might have screamed a lot when I saw it. I I've watched it many a time since. Um, we got to see the party members. Um, one of which is Toggle the dog. You can pet the dog, um, which is very exciting. Um, and you can also order him around, and he'll come and heal you. Um, and you saw more of like the the summons, the icons fighting each other. Um, more of the story. Um, more of the battle system. Um, Clive has sort of taken on icon powers. Um, so it's like he gets wind powers from Garuda and lightning from Ramu and. Um, we've seen Sid as well, who's the new party member, um, and I am so excited about this game. So excited. Yeah, and I am as well. I actually really do like Final Fantasy, but I think sitting next to you, my love for Final Fantasy <laughs> seems a little less than uh, the new, but no, I, I am very, I very much looking forward that. to it. And in fact, I'm very much looking forward to going and play, because I really want to play through some old Final Fantasy games, especially like 7, which I never finished. Um, go maybe do play 10 again but I've got like a bunch of other ones I'd like I'd really want to finish 6 I really want to finish 4 I really want to do 9 as well and like there's obviously 12 that you recently played there's a load of Final Fantasy games I want to play through um, that I haven't before because I've, I've kind of stuck to just 8 10 14 15 um, and then I've dipped one in one of those is good 10 10 eight. is amazing 8 yeah it's alright it's definitely 8 <laughs> 10 is the best Final yes Fantasy you game. should go and yeah. play them all and then and I'll watch you and and, no, I'm going to play it on my silently. deck. No, you are the worst person to play video games next to. Oh, my God. What was I playing the other day? And I'm like, I can't literally play this anymore. Um, gosh, you, oh, God of War. I didn't watch you play that. You did. You sat by and you were like, you were, you're standing right next to the thing that you had to do. I'm like, okay, good for me. I would have found it eventually. And like you knew that thing was there because you had already found it, whereas I was not really looking. In the place it was. You just don't play games properly. Wow. But you play games really well. You were surprised because somebody were somebody messaged somebody uh, spoke to you and was like, "You actually, you're really really good at playing video games." But then that means you get very frustrated when you see people who don't play video games to your level, which is annoying. But I mean, if you just like sit on your hands, close your mouth, and like just don't even look or make see, any. Riley gestures. in the chat understands. Ed being competitive when people are playing single-player <laughs> games is perfectly on brand for him. Thank you. But you should then be happy you. that you are obviously better than me at playing a single-player game. Well, I wouldn't say I'm better than you. Some may, but Ed <laughs> wouldn't possibly say that. <laughs> Speaking of best video games, we're now going to be talking about, because I don't think there is anything else. Nope, that oh, was the last thing. What was thing. your favourite announcement? Let me go and click on Death Stranding. Oh! Hades 2 was the top. And second after something else was uh, Death Stranding. And I agree with that. Final Fantasy 16, only 9% of people. Well, 9% of people are correct. I mean, it wasn't really an announcement, though, was it? It was just like, here's the date. Well, yeah, it was less of a surprise, but sure. So we are, um, yeah, in two weeks' time, that's the next podcast. It's going to be the Game of the Year podcast. And we're going to be handing out 12 awards. And the... The only there's only one that's going to be us deciding. Um, yeah. So there's twelve awards. The first eleven will be decided by you. 
And the 12th is then going to be our top 10 list um, yeah. leading up to our game of the year. So from... Um, yeah. Sorry, for from tomorrow, um, we get the question of the day in the Discord. Discord.gg slash biggestbenners, by the way. If anybody is listening to this and they're not part of the Discord, maybe you listen to it or there's a podcast and you want to um, you know, nominate, go to discord.gg slash biggestbenners and um, every question of the day for the next 11 days. Um, we might not do one on Christmas Day and then do it the following day. I'm not entirely sure. Um, because we will fit all these in before uh, the game of the year. We'll, we've got like three days leeway because of uh, there being 11 awards. But from tomorrow, we're going to make it so that you, uh, for every question of the day, it will be, please nominate for this category. And give us your nominations and an explanation why you nominate it. We'll then discuss this when we go through the game of the year categories in two weeks. And the four that you know, we agree with or like the general consensus, those four will go to a Twitch chat vote and then whoever's in the chat then will vote on it and will be awarding the, you know, whoever wins through that. Um, I'll say as well, if when you are putting forward your nominations in uh, Discord, please do add in any videos or screenshots. Um, that's going to be particularly helpful or for music. some of these, mm -hmm. for all music or videos. Um, for some of these, um, for some of these categories, um, having those extra bits is going to be very helpful. Definitely, yeah. Give us all, give all the guts out. Then I'll go and get the answers and put it into a document so we've got them. Um, but yeah, this please give us yeah your explanations why it's amazing every Wednesday seeing people's uh, what people have been playing. So this is a time that we'll obviously read it all out and um, yeah you'll get to decide who gets it and then we'll put it up on the socials that they won etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So, shall we go through? This is not in any order at all. Um, this is just in the order. Well, this is in the order that people nominated. So, we had a question of the day last week or early this week. Well, it was at the weekend, actually, where people came up with ideas for categories. We have whittled them down to 11, and we've added one or two that we thought would be really interesting as well. So, we're going to be... Um, yeah, well, shall we announce them? Would you like to announce the first one? So, the first award will be... Best LGBT plus representation in a game. Yes. Because absolutely we need that. Yeah. Um, what would that be for you? That, oh, I don't want to sway the votes, so I'm not going to say. Um, this could be based on a particular story or a character or whatever you like in games. But it must be, like, all of these must be 2022 games. Um, yes, we'll make me, we'll maybe like find a list or something so people can have a look at all the games. I mean, if you go to the Wikipedia gaming in 2022, um, is literally a page and you can just scroll down all the games that have been released and see. Yeah. Um, the second one is the most unique art style. So we are not going for one for like best looking game because that's just a bit boring. So we're going for most unique art style. Uh, there are various games that have come out this year that have got a weird art style or even if it's something like Elden Ring, feel free to include that in the best unique art style. It has got a weird kind of like watercolour, pastel, washed out look to it. Elden Ring? Yeah. It's not washed out or pastel. It is a little bit. It's not pastel. It's just, it's bare. It looks like you've got... It has very distinctive boss design, I would say, mm -hmm. and that could be considered unique. Yeah. So you, you take that however you want, you know, use that however you want. Yeah. Uh, the next will be best story, which mm. is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, doesn't have to be a specifically story-based game, but just a game with a good story that you enjoyed. Yeah. Try not to spoiler it. Um, you know, obviously, if there's a big twist at the end, just don't say that. But you can talk about the story, where it kind of goes, and 
how it explain, you know, how it, you know, how you enjoy that. Sure, do that. Uh, by the way, hello to all the raiders. We've just been raided by Matathon. Welcome, welcome. We are currently just explaining what our... Um, so in two weeks' time, we've got the Game of the Year podcast. This is Swapping Joysticks. Um, your weekly... I say weekly, we're not doing one next week, but it is Christmas um, podcast. But in two weeks' time, we've got the Game of the Year podcast. So we're going to be talking... Uh, well, we're going to be on Discord um, getting people's nominations for these awards. So best LGBTQIA plus rep in a game, most unique art style... Best story. And the fourth one is the one which will be uh, best music. So if you've got a song, if you've got a game that you love the music and it can be with actual songs in it, it could be Beat Saber with the Lizzo pack, whatever, or it can be just the general, you know, it could be brand new music that's been written for it. That will be uh, that one. Uh, the next one will be best cozy game. Um, so I know a lot of people here are really into their sort of relaxing sort of wholesome games, um, games you can just sit and chill with and relax to um, with maybe a bit of a sort of cute art style, um, whatever you have enjoyed relaxing to this year. So best cosy game. Yeah. It is, um, yeah, as Melon says, Elden Ring. <laughs> Melons want Elden Ring for everything. Well, I hope uh, Melon suggests Elden Ring for this next one. Hottest character. Hottest character in a 2022 video game. Mm. And Manitron says, cozy games have been have really become a thing for me this year. Yeah, I mean, they've even had like the cozy games direct. Wholesome direct. Wholesome direct. Wholesome direct. That's a different one. But yeah, the wholesome direct. Like, so they are, people understand that's what people want. Um, and in fact, if you stick around, right, right after this podcast, we're going to be doing a quick look of... Um, Chained, Chained Echoes, Echoes, but also uh, Kinseed. Kinseed. Kinseed, I've got the name right this time, which is a very cosy game. Um, mm. A little to the left. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hottest character. Hmm, who do you put as hottest character? Who's hottest character of a game that didn't come out this year, just so you don't sway the votes? Oh, um, Nathan Drake. Yeah, I mean, even you know, that. wow, we found somebody that, uh, you know, we've that got we in common. Like. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nathan Drake. Nice. Um, the next award will be the game most in need of a sequel. So what game has come out this year that you're like, I need more of that. We absolutely need to continue the story. We need to see more. What happens next? Tell us. We're going to get Elden Ring as a nomination for that, aren't we? I'm We're sure. going to get Elden Ring for everything, especially yeah. if Melon <laughs> keeps uh, keeps voting. Hold to the lambs. Yeah, no, some really good ones. Okay, another one. Game you can't put down. So the game that has just been... You know, every time they've got a little spare time or if you've just got some, you know, spare moments, the game that you just keep playing. Or the, or the game that, you know, has been, you know, has kept you up until 4 a.m., 5 a.m., whatever. The game you can't put down. Um, after that, the favourite game to watch on stream. Because it Mike's Reverie says Stray. I hope that's not for Hottie's character. Or is that the for the need in, most in need of a sequel? I think that's the sequel one, yeah. I, you know, to I mean, I that cat is hot, but... <laughs> I would find that really interesting... Um, I would find that really interesting what the sequel is, based on what I know about the ending for... Um, yeah, but thank you for the raid, by the way, Mathon. Really appreciate it. I you know based on how the game finishes, I'm like, the sequel could be interesting. I like a sequel that's completely different from the main... from, like, the prequel of the, the first game. Hmm. Nice. So, yeah, favourite game to watch on stream. So what's the game that came out this year that you're like, I've watched every stream of, or I've loved seeing streamers play this game in particular. If Dead by Daylight wins, I'm going to... Dead by Daylight did not come out this year. 
Oh, that's good. Thank yes, that's true. It has it, the, all of these are games that came out this year. Forgot about that. Yes, there must have be must be games that came out this year. Yeah. Okay. Um, best game that you'll never finish. So, as opposed to a game you can't put down because it's addictive, this is just a game that is endless. It's either incredibly long, or it's one that just doesn't have an end. But you're going to keep going back to it. What game is the game, the best game that you'll never finish? Um, mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think what it would be for me. Probably Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I think that is going to be the one. Yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm just never going to finish. But is, does <laughs> but that I count will. as a game that I came will. out this year? Oh, I guess Endwalker was the very end of last year. Yeah. I mean, best game you'll never... Yeah. We, I mean, we might rename a few of these to make them like best ongoing game or something like that. I don't know. Potentially. Yeah. Um, and then the last one will be the community game of the year. So that is literally just your favorite game of the year. Um, and we will we will take that vote as to what is your community game of the year. Mm-hmm. And that's before we do our swapping joysticks top 10 and game of the year for us. Exactly. And the community one will probably, because obviously we, we can't decide what games we put up to the to the vote. We'll we'll run some kind of poll where we might have like semi you know semifinals or whatever, um, and then do the final one. Can you still nominate Animal Crossing? Nothing, nothing of Animal Crossing unfortunately came out this year. That's a, which is disappointing. Yeah. What about uh, would Mario Kart be eligible for things as they brought out the DLC expansion packs? Right yeah. <laughs> I know the dinner was undercooked, but still, yeah. It was not undercooked, thank you. Yeah. I did a very good job of cooking that. Um, uh, may, mm, we'll, we'll let the community decide. They get to decide. Well, true. Is it, I mean, this is, by the way, this is all going to be in the Discord. Um, exclamation mark Discord. Discord.gg uh, slash Biggest Benis. Go and join in there. We're going to be... So every day over the next 10, 11, whatever days... Uh, we'll be asking for your nominations. Uh, you'll have 24 hours to make your nominations, explain why, and then we'll use those for the um, for the Game of the Year podcast in uh, in two weeks' time. Marvel Snap would be a good one. In there. Mm. Yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, think about all the games that have come out this year. Game you can't put down, that's you. Marvel Snap, on the toilet, on the train, eating dinner. Oh, yeah, I played a little bit earlier as well, yeah. All the time. It's so good. Anyway, and then obviously, yeah, we'll do our top our top 10. So this podcast is going to be on the 28th of December. Mm-hmm. So tune in then yeah. and, and help vote for your favourites and find out what the final award winners will be. And if you are watching this live on Twitch, we're going to be doing a quick look of uh, Chained Echoes and Kin Seed straight after this. And if you are listening to this on the podcast podcast, then it'll be um, it'll be up on YouTube either while you're already or uh, coming out very very soon. Awesome! Mm. Christmas so, in it's Christmas is in ten days. I know. Mm. Are you prepared? I'm always prepared. I bet you are. <laughs> um, well, thank you all so much for watching uh, this week's podcast and listening, watching mm. and listening. Yeah, both at the same time, maybe. Mm. Um, and difficult. we will see I'm you. A man, I can't do that. We will see you for the Game of the Year podcast in two weeks' time. See you then. Have a lovely Christmas. Yes. Ho, ho, ho. Keep Keep hoeing. Keep hoeing.